This week on the Weekly Transit, we are going to be talking about the week of November 28th through December 4th. We're going to be talking about facing our fears. Mars Retrograde in Gemini is inviting us to have the courage to ask questions and to learn something new. We discuss how cancel culture ends conversations, while Mars in Gemini encourages us to initiate the conversation and to listen. With the Sun, Mercury, and Venus all in Sagittarius, the frequency is set to openness and honesty. So are you willing to take responsibility for expressing your truth, but also creating the space for others to do the same with you? So face your fears with honesty and compassion so you can be more empathetic to those around you. Stay tuned. The Weekly Transit. Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host, Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. The Weekly Transit. Good morning, everybody. Uh, it's cold. I have like a whole It's cold and you're sorry. wearing a crop top. It's a sweater crop top with no back. Well, it's, <laughs> it's cute, Scott. That's not the point of the clothes. I know. That, that, it always trips me out with women. Like when I was in my younger years and going out to the club and stuff and I'm cold and there's women like exposing their legs and all their other body parts and it's like... Are you... What is it? Beauty is suffering or suffering? I don't know. I don't know. It's very confusing to me. You though. get fulfilled emotionally from being able to express yourself through your clothing and the warmth is secondary. I Although see. I do like to be warm. I just really wanted to wear this and I don't have a lot of sweaters. Yeah. So. Well, I'm not even sure if that would be called a sweater. It's a half sweater, Scott. <laughs> it's a half on the front and nothing on the back. It's in, in the, the symbols on it are very appropriate because it's yin and yang and you have a sweater on the front and nothing on the back. <laughs> so it's very yin yang, uh, of, of you to the whole design of the sweaters. I love it. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I wanted to ask you kind of touching on what we talked about last week. We were talking about the ascendant versus the descendant. Yes. So I was asking you before we started, I was like, oh, well, wait, what is my, where's my Sagittarius? Because now we're in Sagittarius season. Yes. We're in Sagittarius season fully. And and you said my Sagittarius is my descendant. Your descendant is in Sagittarius. Okay. Yes. So it's like, when you're looking out at the sun rising. Why when am this, I having such a fucking issue with this? That you're very fidgety, again. <laughs> Get situated. <laughs> okay. okay. So, when you're looking at the sun rising, right? Let's say the sun's in Sagittarius right now. Like, I talked about Bruce Lee last week. So, when, my, so mine would be Gemini. This is my rising. Yes. Gemini is the rising sign. But I'm just trying to help people understand like what the rising sign like oh, okay. in conceptualizing like Where? what sign is actually rising on the horizon. Okay. Like right now the sun is in Sagittarius. And when Bruce Lee was born, the sun was literally rising on the horizon in Sagittarius. Okay. So that means the sign rising along the horizon was Sagittarius because if the sun is in Sagittarius, then, and it's rising right along the horizon, then that means that the rising sign is Sagittarius. Opposite Sagittarius is Gemini. Mm -hmm. So that means that descending the other way was Gemini. If the sun is rising in Sagittarius, that means the descendant is Gemini. Now, if the sun is setting in Sagittarius, then the sign that's rising on the horizon is Gemini. So that's why I have Gemini rising and Sagittarius descendant. Exactly. So I was asking you, where is my Sagittarius? So it's in my seventh house, which is going to be the descendant. So what is, how is my, is my descendant going to affect anything? Or is that really just saying it's in my seventh house? 
Yeah, your de- descendant definitely affects a lot. That's the descendant. So the ascendant is how people perceive you mm-hmm. and your personality, what you're putting out there. That's the front. That's the sweater part. <laughs> the, the back, which is no sweater, mm-hmm. <laughs> is the how you relate to other people. Interesting. Okay, so maybe you can fill in the blank, but uh, the Gemini Rising for me, I think, lends me well to working at the strip club, working in production. It's like in new or uncomfortable situations. I can be very chatty. I can Mm -hmm. put everyone at ease. It's very like I can work within like this chaos and make it work for me. I'm very comfortable there. Yes. So on the reverse end, what would that that's like behind the scenes people don't know well no what that means is what you're attracted to the way that you are wanting to relate to people you're attracted to people that are very free freedom loving freedom loving fire energy and that that's maybe part of the reason why you like working at the strip club because you know when i think of sagittarius i literally think of a bunch of people dancing naked around a fire like, I think of Burning Man. That's what I think of with Sagittarius. It's total freedom, but connected to spirit, dance. And so that is what you are attracted to, is that Sagittarius energy. I see. So the descendant, well, also your seventh house is the house of marriage? Yeah. Marriage? Okay. So yeah, relationships. That's what you want to bring in in relationships are people that are freedom-loving people that are very honest and forthright and straightforward and you know what you're getting with these people but they're also yes that's what you want in a relationship is somebody that's like i know what this person's giving me they're very straightforward they're very optimistic they have big ideas and also that i feel like the first thing that comes to mind is them being accepting of me working in the club. Exactly. Because they're not going to judge me for it. They're, they're going to give someone else the same respect that they have, like, their own autonomy. Totally. Exactly. Yes. You do you, I'm going to do me. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's all good. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I was wondering also, since it's, like, uh, the rising sign is, like, kind of, like, your f- a little bit of, like, your face, like, in the uncomfortable mm-hmm. situation. So, I was wondering if the descendant is stuff that people don't necessarily know or see about you right away, something that's a little more hidden? Yeah, I think so. I think it's what shows up once you're more entwined in the relationship, perhaps. Because I'm just going back to the club. People think you like maybe don't have any morals or Uh, something like that, which I don't feel is the case. I'm like, when I'm in relationship, I feel very uh, loyal and that's the thing, like Sagittarius is freedom loving, it's dancing naked around the fire and all of that, but it's, the moral is very high, very high moral characteristics for Sagittarius. They have a very clear definition of what they believe is right and what they believe is wrong. And it may not adhere to some other people, but it's very true to them. And so you have maybe some standards in relationships where it's like, yeah, I'm not going to be cheating on my boyfriend and that kind of stuff just because I work in a strip club. That yeah. doesn't, no. Yeah, that's yeah. not me. People, exactly. even just in meeting people, they're like, oh, like how is like, if you're looking for a partner, how is that going to work? I'm like, okay, I'm getting paid for this kind of work. I would never let somebody touch me or be in their personal space or have any sort of affection type thing happening mm-hmm. in my personal bubble outside of that. If anything, I feel the opposite. I'm like, don't you, don't even encroach upon my bubble like Mm -hmm. i'm not getting paid for this like this is like sacred to me unless i decide i want to share it with somebody for free and that's very special that's like few and far between yes yeah that makes sense although i don't think i was always like that like when i was younger i felt like a little more like free-spirited about Mm -hmm. it you were exploring and that's what sagittarius is about as well it's about going on an adventure it's about exploring. Well, what's it like to be with this person or to be with that person? And then it gets even more complex, you know, when you think about what planets are in the seventh house. And you have several planets in the seventh house. You know, you've got, you've got Uranus, which is the planet of 
revolution and rebellion and independence. Now looking back, sometimes I forget, I just don't really travel as much now, Mm -hmm. but that was like a big part of my happiness, like planning some big trip every year, like with a partner, even alone. Okay. Just, just traveling was really fulfilling for me. And that's something Mm. that I haven't done as much of actually at the beginning of quarantine, I did so much traveling. I went and visited Northern California. I went to visit some friends Mm -hmm. and then I went to Arizona to visit a friend. And then I went to Vegas. I went to um, Colorado, went snowboarding. And Mm. I, in that time I I just had like more free time on my Mm. hands. And I realized that that has been missing and that's super important for me to have travel in my life and like new experiences. Yeah. Hmm. That makes sense for sure. But usually I'm not necessarily traveling with a partner, but usually I will travel to go meet like a friend. So I guess in a way that is with a partner. Exactly. Exactly. You're traveling to be with somebody. Yeah. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Because all those trips were trips with friends or going to see friends. Yeah, they were. They weren't just Ingrid, you know, but yeah. They weren't just you just like going to some place and like backpacking in the woods by yourself or whatever, which is more Sagittarius sun or Sagittarius rising, but Sagittarius seventh house is going to be doing the sort of adventure exploring with someone else. And I think that's, it's fulfilling for me. Even when people come to visit me in LA, when they're coming on their adventure, I'm like, okay, I love showing all, showing off all of the places that I've been and like planning for, Mm. for the trip. Even yeah. though I'm at home, technically. Yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> Shall we get into the week? Do you want to get in the week? Let's get in the week. Into the week. The week. But before we do, let's let's do all the announcements, okay. too. We have, like, more announcements. Okay. Uh, well, okay. you can... Like, what I was doing for you here is, like, a, a reading, in a sense, explaining what your seventh house is, yes. what that means. Yeah, this is a is perfect very... example of, yeah, if you want to get a reading from Scott, he just gives you a little bit of extra. Like you can, people look up their their chart or their like their horoscope. I'm like, mm, it doesn't really mean anything. It's so general. When I get to ask Scott these specific questions, it gives you a little bit of a taste of what can happen in a reading. Hmm. So having, you know, he starts at 30 minutes, an hour, hour and a half. You can just go, re- you can get a lot of information in that time. So if you have any specific questions for Scott, we get a lot of questions um, for the Q&A at the end, but a lot of them are too specific to each person because our charts are all so different, but get a reading from Scott. There's also the holidays coming up. There is gift certificates. You can get somebody you love a, uh, a reading, which I think is just life-changing. And if you want to plan for next year too, and like what, what's 2023 looking like for me? Like, what are some of the themes? What do I need to be focused on? Where do I want to be directing my energy? Because the energy is going to be here. So how can I find that flow? That's what I, yes. I feel like readings are perfect for when you're at like a crossroads Mm -hmm. or like, or even like a dead end. And you're like, what do I do next? Or like you just said, planning for the future. Mm-hmm. This planets and stars, we know where they're going to be in advance. We already know our chart. So you can look into the future and be like, okay, you know what? I know this is happening in this month. What should I be doing then? What should I be doing the next month? How should I be structuring my year out in advance to have it work for me? Yes, exactly. That's it. How, how to work with the energy. How to work with the, rather than swimming upstream. And yeah, then, it makes everything so much easier. Exactly. We've also got the Uncharted Territories, which is releasing new episodes. The show I do is Share a Profit, where we highlight public figures. Last season, we did several different... I talked about Bruce Lee just now, uh, Brandon Lee, his son. We also did JFK, RFK, so the two brothers... Uh, Whitney Houston, Nipsey Hussle, Michael Jackson, Prince. If if anyone's interested in any of these public figures, it's just fascinating, but I don't even really care about these people. That's and what's ended funny. Up funny it. to, it's what's funny to me because every time you've like edited one of the episodes, you'll tell me, oh my God, I didn't even know who this person was. Or, like I've heard their name before, but now I'm like actually interested in them. Yeah, and totally. what's what's fun about it is 
it feels like they're there with Shara and I because she calls them in, not during the, the podcast, but like during her time with them and she's taking notes and it feels very personal. It feels very personal. It feels somehow very light, but also very deep. It's like mm-hmm. we get some of the surface level stuff of whatever you see in the public eye based on, you know, you always read all the books and do all the research. So we get to see some of like the glamour side, Yes, but then we get really deep with you reading the birth charts and Mm -hmm. then Shara just asking them really deep questions and seeing what they want to share with her. Well, in this, in this season we get really deep with, we only covered three people in this, this second season, which is 10 episodes. We did. So there's five. Four or five episodes just on Princess Margaret. Four episodes on Princess Margaret, three on Princess Diana, and three on JFK Jr. Yeah, I think they're, it seems to just get more and more powerful. There's just so much to cover. It's nice that you guys split it up and just go really. And we can talk. (laughs) Sharon and I can talk. You know, she's a Taurus. I'm a Taurus rising, so we just kind of ramble on, but it's it's fun. You have a great chemistry with each other, and it feels still very. There's, it's always very insightful and informational. So She's so knowledgeable. She's absolutely brilliant in the way that she communicates her conversations with these individuals that have passed over to the other side. And then also it feels like there's a bit of lightness. I feel like you guys are able to humanize these people that are icons where there's so much judgment passed on them mm-hmm. from being in the public yes. eye Yes, that they end up feeling like your friends and like you guys can laugh about some of their more darker qualities mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in a way that's not mean spirited. It's, it's just like, Oh, I do the same thing. Like exactly. we're, we're people are attacking this person, but we all do these things and we're all struggling with these things. So I feel like in a big way, it humanizes these icons that we look to that are supposed to be a certain way all the time. It's like, it doesn't work that way there. We're all fucking struggling. Exactly. It doesn't matter there's, our status level. There's absolutely no judgment from Shara and I We're not, you know, looking back and saying, yeah, they did all this column. stuff wrong. You know, it's like we're honored to to really be looking at this information and, and trying to understand them because there's so much wisdom in their lives that can be shared to us that are still here. So yeah, I think it's really powerful. Yes. So go listen to the Uncharted Territories. Yep. It's on all the platforms. Yes. I did want to mention we have time markers. If you go to the show oh, right. notes. You can go to any day of the week. So if you don't, for some reason, want to listen to the intro or you're having a bad day on Wednesday, you just click right on Wednesday and it goes directly to Wednesday. So either if I'm having a really good day or a bad day, I'll just like go click in the show notes for myself and be like, okay, what the fuck is happening today? I need to know. <laughs> um, awesome. What else? We also have the basics of astrology. Yes. That is Stocking stuffer. Mm-hmm. If anyone's interested in furthering their education in astrology, there is this amazing book. It's it's just really simple, actually. It's basically a glossary. If you watch us, if you want to see our beautiful faces, we're on YouTube. We are on Spotify. And that's where you can see all the images here. Also, you can go to the website. The podcast is kind of meant to be used with the basics of astrology, the book, and the blog on our website, The Weekly Transit, to learn the language. Once you start learning the symbols, it becomes a lot easier to use it intuitively. And when I helped you with the book, I learned so much. And now I can just look at the alignments that come up on here and I know in advance already what's happening. So if you're looking to invest in yourself or if you just want to support the podcast, buy a book. They're also beautiful for just even your coffee table. Mm-hmm. They're really pretty. All the symbols are hand drawn and it's very colorful. Yes. Easy to digest. Anything else? Should we thank our sponsors? Let's thank the sponsors. And if you do want to sponsor the podcast, if you go to the show notes, there's a support link. You can donate $1, $5, or $10. We are very grateful for anything you send our way. It helps us spend more time sharing the planets and stars with you, doing what we love. Absolutely. So thank you so much to Larry, Deborah, Haley, Libby, Janelle, Clarissa, Janine, Ricky, Amaranth, Vincent, Catherine, Merdinus, Aline, Robin, Brenna, Stephanie, Cassie, Grace, Lori, Carrie, Annie, Brooke, Johnny, Joanne, and Amber. Thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) And if you still want to support the podcast and you don't want to donate financially, you can share us on your Instagram. Mm -hmm. You can write us a review. You can, what's the other thing? 
something Rate else. us five stars yeah. on the platforms or whatever the, the top yeah. rating is. Yeah, yes, please, please, please. <laughs> yes. And thank you for all your support. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. And then also, if you have any questions, if you're on the Spotify app, yes. or you can go to our Instagrams at the Weekly Transit or at Ingaroo, I-N-G-A-R-O-O. Uh, you can send us in questions and we will answer them here on the podcast. Yep, that's right. And, you know, like you were saying earlier, we're looking for more general questions. It's, it's. I don't want to, well, you know, if it's a specific question to you, I really want to take time to answer that question. And it's harder to do that in this sort of format that we're working with here. So yeah, more if you have gen, like, I feel like as people get deeper and deeper into astrology, they'll be like, Oh, my son's in this house and it's connecting with this and that, like, what does it mean today? And it's like, well, that's a little specific for the podcast, mm-hmm. but especially all of the beginner questions and there's no dumb question. Ask all the questions. Yeah, exactly. The, the more basic, the better. I feel like those are just, everyone wants to know those. Yes. I, I didn't know anything about astrology when we started this podcast, really. I knew like a 1%. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I felt like my role at the beginning was to ask all those questions. Yes. And now I'm asking more, a little more deep questions mm-hmm. into the astrology game. So like, there's no, there's no stupid questions. We want to hear all the stuff. Cause I don't ask su- such basic questions. I love anymore, your questions. So. I love your questions. That's part of the reason why I wanted to work with you on this podcast yes, because maybe. you're a Gemini rising. I was like, I, that was one of the intentions that I set with this podcast was I was, I was said, I want the partner to be one of two things. I want her to be a woman because I want that balance. And number two, I want her to have Gemini in the triad so that they're going to be naturally inquisitive and, and want to ask me questions and want to learn. So that's Ingrid. Thank you, Ingrid. So yeah. grateful for you. Yeah, I'm so glad I can yeah bring that curiosity to the table. Absolutely. It does it. I'm, I've been learning so much just from yeah hanging out with you. Yes. One question that people always ask is, what's the difference between retrograde and non-retrograde planets in your chart? And the way that I think of that is the retrograde, the, the planets that are direct are the branches of the tree. The retrograde planets are the roots, so they're not visible. So if you have planets that are retrograde in your astrological code, that would indicate that that energy is something that is existing more internally in you than externally like other people can see. Should we get into the week, Ingrid? Yes, please. Okay. I so. cannot wait. <laughs> we just finished up Thanksgiving, and that was... Uh, you know, a bit chaotic. So I'm looking forward to what this next week has to bring. I feel like there was some healing at the end of last week. Yes. From kind of speaking our truth. And now we're really into Sagittarius season. We're deep in Sagittarius season. This is the week of November 28th to December 4th. We begin on Monday, November 28th. When we're looking at Mars, the god of war, the planet of action, aggression, and conflict transiting retrograde through the mutable air sign symbolized by the twins gemini mars is aligning with saturn the god of wealth and time the planet of restriction responsibility hard work authority and achievement in the fixed air sign symbolized by the water bearer, which Saturn rules, so Saturn's in a position of power. So this is an air-air connection between the gods of war and the gods, the god of war and the god of wealth and time. So Mars is transiting through Gemini, retrograde, and it's going to be retrograde the entire time through Gemini. The retrograde began on October 30th. Uh, the retrograde shadow began on November th- on d- September 3rd. The retrograde ends on January 12th, and Mars moves out of its retrograde shadow on March 15th. Now, the last time Mars was retrograde only in Gemini was October 1943, to January 1944, which was during World War II. The time before that was October 
1864 to January 1865, which was during the Civil War, the American Civil War. So those obviously were two periods in time where people stopped talking. They stopped wanting to listen and learn from one another. And they were willing to kill people in order to get their point across, maybe. I mean, that kind of feels... I mean, we touched on it a little bit last week, too. I Mm -hmm. kind of feel like that's the culture right now, is that part of the people feel very um, restricted. Mm -hmm. Everyone's being canceled, and their voices are being shut down, and it's very divisive. Yes. And it's not healthy. No. No. And Mars transiting through Gemini is wanting to give you the courage to listen, the courage to ask questions, the courage to be inquisitive, the courage to initiate the conversation. In connection with Aquarius. Yeah, Aquarius. So Saturn and Aquarius, Saturn the authority in the sign of community. Yeah. So we should be be having these conversations. Conversations. Yeah. This alignment is asking us, are you, do you have the courage to take responsibility to learn what is happening in your community, to learn what your neighbors, the people that you see on a regular basis, the people that you're involved with in any group, club, organization, social network, or cause, are you, do you have the courage to take responsibility to ask the necessary questions in order to gather the information that you need to make responsible decisions that are going to be in benefit of the greater whole. And I'm just seeing Aquarius. Aquarius is all about logic. And I feel like Mm -hmm. people get really emotional about things and that's why there is such a divisive nature but if we're tapping into the logic we can just be asking these questions gathering information being curious without being judgmental and just being more compassionate it's like you don't really have to like read into everyone's answers you can just gather information so you can understand all the sides without being a dick i really think of aquarius and gemini as being the two most logical signs. They're air, th- air signs. They're very intellectual. When I think of Gemini and that gathering information, I think of Barbara Walters, who is uh, Gemini rising. I got to double check now. Sorry, Ingrid. Do you know, know who you Megan, Megan Kelly's sign uh, chart is? Megan Kelly. Let me see. Let me put up Barbara Walters here. And who else? What about Jordan Peterson? I have a very small bubble of uh, people. I Barbara listen. Walters is a Gemini moon. Okay. And the reason why I bring up Barbara Walters is because you don't know what her opinion was. You know, she's not up there giving an opinion, giving an opinion. She would talk to somebody, a world leader, someone famous, a celebrity, and she would just be asking the questions in a positive way to because she was curious it satisfied her emotions with the moon in Gemini to learn from whoever she was talking with. And I saw an interview with Barbara Walters once where she was being interviewed. I think it was, well, I don't know. It, it might've been on Oprah, but she was like, I never gave my opinion. I don't want people to know. It. I have an opinion, but that's not my job. I wonder if a lot of like journalists are, you know, have, I Gemini think the, in their in their primal trad. It's very much about curiosity, but mm-hmm. not so much about, like you said, the opinion giving. It's exactly. about gathering the information. Exactly. That's it. I think the best one, she's one of the best. You know, people would always go on interviews with Barbara Walters and they would end up crying. Hmm. And they would say, oh, I knew I wasn't going to, I told said I wasn't going to cry with Barbara Walters. <laughs> but, but, you know, she just had this gift of asking questions to the point where the other person's just talking. Maybe it's like you said, the Gemini moon. It's like she's asking questions that can be hitting their emotions. The, mm. moon, the moon rolls the emotions. Yeah, right. Even though it's not really an emotional sign. But I think if you can get someone to, to, to really start talking, 
that's going to help them get deeper within themselves. So this is really about having the courage to take responsibility to learn about those in the community. Now we move on to Tuesday, November 29th. Now we add a third element to these two other planets because Mars is still aligning with Saturn, but Mercury moves into the mix as well. Mercury is the messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld, the planet of consciousness, communication, and coordination, and the planetary ruler of Gemini, where Mars is. But but Mercury is in the mutable fire sign, symbolized by the archer, Sagittarius. So on Monday, we started asking these questions, and now Tuesday, we're starting to get the answers. People are really starting to open up and be honest. It's like, how can you be honest with your answers from the questions that you're receiving? I love this. I mean, it just seems like such a, a nice match. Yes. And it's a trine, a sextile, and an opposition yes. happening. Yes. So I love it seems, that, Ingrid. It seems you very, very beneficial. Like, maybe there's a little discomfort, mm-hmm. but you're getting the reward all in the same day. You're like, oh, that's a that's an uncomfortable question, or I'm going to have to be truthful in this moment, and that's a little awkward, but we're kind of getting a reward out of it immediately. We're connecting with the community. We're getting the answers. People are being honest. Exactly. The uncomfortableness is maybe the honesty, but the gift is Mercury connecting in a sextile to to Saturn is claiming responsibility for your voice, saying, you know what? This is how I, this is my perspective. This is my view of the situation. I'm not going to hide from it. I'm going to express it openly. You asked the question. Now you've got the answer. Yes. So a lot of movement here on Wednesday, November 30th. Now Venus, Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships, also transiting through Sagittarius is opposing Mars. So the goddess of love opposing the god of war. I mean, I feel like this went from kind of community to now maybe our personal, Mm -hmm. closer personal relationships with Venus. Yes. Where it's like maybe we have heard or gotten information about how people feel about the community mm-hmm. and now we're kind of having internal discussion within our within our like close personal circle about these views or yes. of, like the information we found out yes like maybe you got some new information now you need to sit back down with your partner or your best friend or a business partner a lover whatever it is and say you know i know we have this opinion but I just talked to some people over here and they told me their story and this new information is changing my perspective in some way. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to bounce it off of you because we have a very strong opinion about X, Y, or Z, but what do you think about what I learned? And with the Mars retrograde, it's about reviewing. What have I learned before? How does that connect to what I'm learning now? You know, I'm not really sure if this relates exactly, but somehow cancel culture comes up a lot or I I bring it up a lot on this podcast because I just really do not like that type of energy. Mm -mm. Um, It just feels very judgmental and it doesn't leave any room for healing or personal growth, Mm -mm. which this feels like a very big personal growth day where you're like, oh, I have new information, so I'm going to do things differently. I have a, a different opinion now because... I asked some questions, I got new information, and now I've changed as a person. Mm-hmm. And I think exactly. that anyone who has the same opinion their whole life, that just seems ridiculous to yeah. me. Yeah, I did some dumb shit in my past like everyone else on fucking earth. <laughs> Have my opinions changed? <laughs> yeah, they do. They they change based on who I meet and new information that I yes. gather. Yes. And that's a sign of personal growth, not a sign of insanity. Well, like, yes. Portrayed out to be like, well, now they changed their mind. I'm like, well, I'd fucking hope so. Totally. I would hope they would change their mind. Otherwise, they haven't grown in 20 fucking years. That's insane. Well, when you think about the planet that rules Sagittarius is Jupiter. If you're not giving people the space, Jupiter is the planet of expansion. You have to give people the space to learn. 
and expand ex- to expand, to expand their minds. If you close somebody off, then and you shut them up or you cut them out, then how is there going to be something to learn? I mean, I think it happens a lot just in society, especially in like the politics world, all that kind of stuff where now everything's online. You can look back into someone's past and see who they were, what mm-hmm. they said. But also it happens in fi- family dynamics and relationships. We put everybody in a little box, whether mm-hmm. we mean to or not. It takes a lot sometimes to expand that box. Go like, oh, you're the little sister and you're the one that talks like this and this is what you do and this is who you are to me. Yes. And so when I, it, it's uncomfortable for people to allow people to grow because they right. want everyone to stay the same un- unconsciously. And part of that, that I love that you bring that up because Saturn in Aquarius, Aquarius is about, look, understanding that we're all here in this group on planet earth. We're all living here. Everybody has their own unique experiences your perspective, I might not agree with. That's based on my experience versus your experience. It doesn't mean that my experience is better than your experience. I can't take your experience. Exactly. How can I quantify my experiences better than someone else's? It's It's, it's it's absurd. Yeah, it's more valid. Mine's more valid because it happened to me. Yeah, exactly. I'm right. (laughs) Exactly. It's, it's just, absurd. It is. It's absurd. So when you think back to those dates when Mars was transiting through Gemini retrograde, only Gemini, and there were these wars, these these historic wars occurring, you realize like people stop listening to each other. A hundred percent. They don't want to have the conversation. So that, they'd rather kill each other than sit down at a table and have a conversation. And it, it's just like the trickle down effect. Like we see that on like a global scale, but mm-hmm. also that ha- that's happening in our personal relationships, totally. especially over the last two to yeah, five years. It's exactly. just like cutting people, like cutting people off. Yep. You're, you're canceled. Exactly. It's not even it's about not canceling a, celebrities. It's canceling yeah, your people in your family. life. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, to a degree, there is something that I do understand about that. Like when I think back to the Scorpio energy that we were talking about, it's like if somebody is in your life that you're exchanging energy with and they don't honor, reflect, or respect your values, then I can understand why you but, want to cut that person out. But that's a boundary which is healthy. Yes, exactly. Which is different than trying to rally everyone else like against this person because you don't like them or they don't agree with your values and right. you don't have the same type of boundaries so you don't align so then they gather everyone else up and be like this person is bad. Yeah, exactly. It's like a so, witch hunt for you. Mm-hmm. I'm like having boundaries. Yeah, that's the healthy. I think that's the healthy expression of this of this energy. Well, in the and the important note of that is honor reflect, but most import- importantly, respect. I can value my values can be different than yours and your values can be different than mine and we can agree that we just disagree on this. Yeah. But I respect you for your perspective and I expect you to respect me for my perspective even though they're different. And if that's the case, then you can still be involved with that individual. Because there's respect for the difference. And that's what Aquarius is all about. It's about the community. It's about everybody... Respecting is each other. Respecting each other. Everybody's bringing their own unique magic to the group. And we got we to gotta celebrate the differences between us rather than shame people for being different. Thursday, December 1st. Now Venus is forming that positive sextile with Saturn. So we can take, this is about how can you take responsibility for your role as a partner in the community? Can you be honest in your relationships within the community? Can you be non-judgmental in these relationships within the community? Well... The other alignment, uh, Uranus and Nep- in Uranus and it's Neptune and Neptune, and yeah, Pisces. Neptune and Pisces, yes, Neptune and Mercury, and Mercury in 
Sagittarius. So we've got Mercury in Sagittarius squaring off with Neptune, the god of fresh water in the sea, the planet of illusion, deception, compassion, and intuition in the mutable water signs symbolized by the fish and also ruled by Neptune, Pisces. Well, that just makes me think there's some cloudiness and confusion in our subconscious where maybe we think we're doing the right thing and we think we're like taking responsibility, but it's like, we have to look deeper because we're probably not. If it's just a surface level thing, you can't just heal something magically instantly. You're like, oh, I know. No, the subconscious, you really have to dig deep and ask yourself some other questions because that's always where shit is hiding. So maybe you think you're being... uh honorable but deep down there's some shit that's giving you like it's it's those people that are always saying they're pointing the finger at someone else for doing what they've actually done literally (laughs) the the olivia wilde thing we were talking about last week right she's like you know you she she doesn't like one person because they're like too masculine and they support toxic masculinity but then she goes into the workplace, she's breaking up with her partner and starts fucking the main actor yeah. and everyone's like feeling uncomfortable. She's I'm like, doing the toxic masculinity. I'm like, are you fucking she's, kidding me, she's, bitch? <laughs> exactly. That's not cool. Hooking up with her subordinate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's in a position of power. I'm like, that's, over, yeah. I mean, that's the epitome of hypocrite, but she's obviously not seeing it. One of know, my fo- hiding in her subconscious somewhere. One of... Uh, the funniest examples for me was years ago, one of my close friends, he told me the story about how he was the best man at his friend's wedding and they canceled the wedding like the day before. But the guy who was getting them married was this famous pastor can't remember i think it might have been in colorado or something oh my and God. he was one of these guys who you know was super super religious and always talking about how you know gay people this and that and so on and so forth always pointing the finger he at was gay fucking people. the husband it, he <laughs> i wish it was <laughs> <laughs> no i guess it's kind of separate it's kind of a separate story but it ended up coming out a couple years later that he was he had a gay lover who he was doing crack cocaine with and like getting blowjobs on the side of the freeway in his car. Yeah. Okay. So people just get on their high horse, exactly. but, but all that's in like their subconscious. So I'm sure they're not consciously like, Oh, I'm doing something fucked up. They're just yeah, like, they're just maybe, living their life. And they're just like, living their life. But they, you, but it's, it's a self hatred, you yeah. know, it's like recognizing that what I'm doing is something that I view as a sin. I'm having trouble with it, but the way that I cope with it is by making other people feel guilty for what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And so this is where the Mercury and Neptune come into play here because Mercury is the conscious mind, Neptune's the unconscious mind. So it's connecting the two, but connecting it in a very uncomfortable way because Mercury's in the most honest sign and Neptune is in the most unclear sign. So this is, even though it's a square, so it is uncomfortable, this is an opportunity to get some of the shit out of the psychological, ba- get like see what's in these dark corners. Yes. You're able to see it in that. How can sucks. you be honest about what's going on inside of you? Well, at the same time, be compassionate with yourself for what you see because you may see something inside of you that you don't like that makes you feel uncomfortable about yourself but rather than take it out on other people if you're compassionate to yourself then it's easier to be compassionate towards others yeah i mean i guess listening to your uncharted territories podcast Mm -hmm. made me do a lot of reflecting on myself and realizing how so I don't know, just looking back on my past relationships and maybe mistakes that I have made mm-hmm. and 
really being like, oh, I've done these same kind of things. And when exactly. we're seeing someone else do it in the public eye, we're like, oh, you're fucked up. I'm like, I did the same thing. And it's only because I was like broken and hurting and, you know, didn't know what to do. I made this shitty choice. Yes. And we all do those things. It's just self-protection. We don't, we don't know what to do. There's no good choice right. when we're like going against ourselves. So being honest about our own bad decisions. Mm-hmm. That's what this is about. Being honest with yourself and taking responsibility for how you show up in your relationships. Now, Friday, December 2nd, we have the sun, the giver of light, life, and vitality, transiting through Sagittarius, forming a supportive trine with the moon, the planet of emotions, in the cardinal fire sign of Aries. So this is really unleashing it all. Being authentic with your emotions, honest in your expression, there is no hiding here. So this is why on Thursday, you really want to make sure that am I being compassionate and honest with myself? And in being compassionate and honest, now I can really show up authentically and honestly with those that I'm closest to emotionally. And I think that goes back to the idea of maybe some of these issues come from not being honest with ourselves. So Mm -hmm. now we work it out yesterday and now we're actually being able to like live live that we're living more honestly instead of being stuck in whatever pattern that we weren't recognizing in ourselves. Now we're able to like let it go. Exactly. So much is coming out right now. Last week, this week, I mean, it's, this is literally like dancing naked around the fire. You know, you're, you're totally open. And this is, this is all around the holiday season. So it's like, you're stripping everything away last Mm -hmm. week and you're really having to, dig deep like now Aries energy is very like you know blunt it's very forward and Sagittarius mm-hmm. is kind of the same energy exactly. there's no more masks being Mm-mm. put on here Mm-mm. no Aries is the most authentic sign and Sagittarius is the most honest sign so you have authenticity and honesty coming together there's no hiding and I think that that's why maybe this like the holiday season we always are getting together more with family and it brings up a lot. But mm-hmm. the reality is the reality is we're not always being honest and our true selves and there's all this hiding happening. So it's like it all kind of gets ripped off when we're having these interactions. Our psychological baggage starts <laughs> getting stirred up and we have no choice. We're getting pushed. Yes. It's the dump dumpster fire. Because when you're around your family, your family, they're your deepest, most uncomfortable reflections. And also that's when you get put in these little boxes Well, you're supposed to be, you've always been like this. So this is how you always have to be. Exactly. We don't want to respect your new boundaries. All of those types of things are happening. Totally. Because when you go, you come into the holiday season out of Scorpio season and Scorpio is all about transformation. And so then you show up for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, for Hanukkah, for whatever, you know, your family gathering is. And you've changed. You've changed. And maybe that your family members have changed too and people don't like the changes that they see in each other and so they start picking at each other and uh, that can create that can create some smoke some flames Saturday, December 3rd now Venus has continued through Sagittarius and is now connecting to Neptune so this is Are you being honest and compassionate in your relationships? How can you be honest about what your relationships are and compassionate with yourself and empathetic to your partners? Can you see what they're going through? Are they, are your partners being honest with you? Do your partners feel safe enough to be honest with you? Are you creating a space that allows for empathy and compassion in your close personal relationships. It's also important to point out here that this is the end of Neptune retrograde. Neptune moved into its retrograde shadow on March 7th. It's now back where it was on March 7th, today, December 3rd. The retrograde began on June 28th, And Neptune moves out of its retrograde shadow 
on March 24th. So right now is where Neptune was on March 7th. Think back. What's Is there some kind of cycle that you're going through here? Is there some memories that pop up? And it's like maybe this is, you know, recapping or revisiting or it's like this is like the, the cherry on top or the period on the end. And then June 28th, uh, will be the same as March. Well, March 24th will be the same as it was on June 28th. So looking deep, looking deep within ourselves. So this could be, I mean, a day for healing, but Mm -hmm. also that's going to bring about some discomfort. Yes. Yes. Could be uncomfortable. It's like, I want to be compassionate with you. I want to be empathetic with you. I, I want you to be honest with me. And then they're honest with you and you're like, well, I think Fuck, that they're okay. honest with you, but it's hitting <laughs> the Pisces energy. There's some psychological baggage. So yeah. even though they are being honest, it's like hitting you in these spots that you didn't know were even triggers. You're like, Oh fuck. Like, this is what I wanted. I wanted the honesty, but now I am feeling like a- agitated by whatever they're sharing. So maybe it's, we're... maybe it's asking your partner, I want you to be honest with me, but please be compassionate towards my feelings. Or I was thinking the opposite, oh, kind of, oh. where it's like, you know, they they start sharing, you ask the question, they start sharing, and you're like, oh, maybe letting them know, I'm feeling really, your answer is making me feel a certain way, and I don't know where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. Like, I, either, well, I'm seeing the Neptune energy, yeah, which, yeah, which yeah. is cloudy. So you're yeah. like, I know I'm feeling triggered, and I don't know why. Right. So maybe having your partner help you work that out. They're like, oh yeah, well, if you're say you're feeling really scared right now, maybe it's because of this thing that happened to to you. Or if you're feeling really like, you know, defensive, maybe it's because of this thing that happened to you. So like maybe figuring out, trying to reflect on why you're being triggered, especially if you maybe don't know what the issue is. Yes. Some self-reflection. I love that. Yes. Why am I triggered here? Why? I appreciate what you just said, but now I'm pissed off. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. (laughs) I know I asked the question, but now I'm having a meltdown. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Which I think happens like very organically. And that's where fights come from because we don't know why it's happening. And you just react rather than thinking, why is this upsetting me so much? Yeah. Why am I so pissed off about this? Yeah. And then Sunday, December 4th, this is like last week we had mercury and venus both aligned with chiron last week now the sun is where mercury and venus were last week so it's bringing that light life and vitality to the wounded healer in aries so this is really illuminating those insecurities it's like i'm feeling insecure i'm upset about this okay well let's talk about this like where are you insecure where does that stem from what are you afraid of We've got to face our fears here. And that in itself is healing. When we face our fears and we realize they're not that big of a deal, mm-hmm. like we just have to work through them. Just even like the example of like going to the club, getting on stage, it's like, okay, buying the outfit, showing up, all the other things were so scary. And then afterwards I was like, oh, okay, that's all. Like it was still scary, but like I could do that. See, I love that you bring that up again because there's something else that I want to say about Sagittarius that I feel like I haven't been saying enough. And that's, this is a sign of adventure. And when I think about you going from the restaurant to the strip club and never having taken off your clothes in front of a room full of people, I mean, that's like, crazy and (laughs) and so you know but like looking back in hindsight it's like you were like on an adventure you were having this totally new experience that that broadened your mind in some way you had new feelings new perspective uh that that you hadn't had before is that accurate yeah like just through your whole experience and working at this club yeah, I mean, the first thing I think is that every anything that we're scared of is kind of the same reflection. It's like so many people will be like, oh, my God, I wish I could do that. I'm like, well, have you ever tried? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe you should try it. And that goes for like any profession. People are just always like, oh, like, I want to try that out. Okay, well, go try the thing. You, you obviously the- are drawn to it for a reason. Yes. 
And I think there's so many women, especially that are like so fascinated by the club and they're like, Oh, I wish I could do that. I'm like, literally you just can. (laughs) It's not like you have to go to school or anything. Like there's no like qualifications necessarily. I'm like, you can, you know, maybe there's certain jobs or certain things you can't try unless you have training. But at the same time, whatever the thing is that you're scared of, or you're, you're curious about, and your fear is getting in the way, just go try it. Go take some classes to go see what you can do. Go take some art classes or whatever the exactly. thing. Exactly. Like, like, oh, I, c- I wish I could make that painting. I'm like, well, you probably could if you just, you know. Took I love practice. that you bring up taking classes because that's another big theme for Sagittarius is higher learning. But it's also spirituality and religion. It's about having faith. When the archer pulls back on the bow and lets the arrow fly... She's not saying it's going to miss. No. They already I'm hitting, practiced. I'm hitting my target, you know? So so it's about having the faith to get on stage, having the faith to sign up for the class, having the faith to get on the plane, go on the trip, having the faith to say the thing that you want to say, but you're, you've been afraid to say, and knowing that I'm going to have the faith that by saying it, Good things are going to happen. I love that. So it's all about faith. Facing your fears and reclaiming faith in yourself, in the universe, and recognizing that you're not just some random thing that breathes and shits and eats and is existing here (laughs) on planet Earth. Like you, there's magic in you. And but you have to create these magic yes, moments. You, you have like, to have the faith to do it. Yeah, you can just sit around and let life happen to you. Or like if you're going to tap into that adventurous Sagittarius spirit, you make things happen for yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. That's. I want to look at one thing. We got questions. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think we have a question. Yeah. There's one. Okay. So there's one that's a specific day. Friday the fourth. Some people all slept in when we were late to work, which is really weird for all three of us. Should I read that one? Was there Friday the Friday the fourth of November. November. Uh, Can I read one before we answer this question? Yeah. So I have Jessica King, I think from California. I think she had written a question two weeks in a row and then we answered it. Okay. She said, just a big thank you. You both are so lovely. Your answers resonated about Chiron and and Gemini on point. I've been one year working in higher education and I'm going nuts, but I'm also in the right spot. Hmm. So thank you, Jessica King. I'm glad that we got to talk. I remember we answered something about Chiron for her. Oh, yeah. That was Chiron and Gemini and the communication. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That was Um, a good one. And then we have Chelsea. Chelsea with a sparkle. She said on Friday, November 4th, two of my coworkers and I all had slept in Mm -hmm. and were late to work, which is Mm. incredibly unusual, especially for all three of us. Um, was there anything in the transit for that day that might have influenced us? Yeah, definitely. So on October 27th, as I said, I think last week, is when Jupiter moved back into Pisces. And Pisces is the sign of dreams okay. and the unconscious. And Jupiter is the planet of expansion. So joining Neptune, which is the other planetary ruler of Pisces. So Jupiter and Neptune rule Pisces. But on November 4th, the moon was also in Pisces. So you have the moon, which is the emotions, and Jupiter, expansion, Neptune, the planet of dreams, all in the sign of dreams. So in addition to that, you have the... At that time, there was the Sun, Mercury, and Venus all in Scorpio. So just a lot of heavy water energy that I think during that period just like slowing people down and just harder to... Yeah, it's heavy. Heavy. Exactly. So but I think the moon in Pisces is what what it was with Neptune and Jupiter having just moved back in. Dude, that dream shit. They've been intense. 
I okay. We should have a section just for my dreams because I have so many. <laughs> I had a dream that I had a tiny baby. Really? And it was like one inch tall, uh-huh. but it was really just the face, and it was like flat, like a cartoon. Uh huh. And like I just, it's not like I birthed something. I just like I knew that I had just had this baby. I don't know. And then like, but I could feel its heartbeat, and it was so sensitive, and I thought it was like gonna die, and I was really scared. But I kept losing this tiny baby everywhere. Where were you going? I was just in this sort of like big giant house with people everywhere. Like there was some sort of event or party or something. And I was just like constantly having people help me find this tiny baby to make sure it was still alive. Wow. It was fucking weird. It was really weird. Wow. That is trippy. And I kept thinking that it died. I was like, it was so stressful. So, yeah. Huh. What do you think that means? I knew you're... Well, I hadn't really analyzed it, but you're always so good. Okay, maybe... You know, I have a bunch of... I always have like a thousand projects that I'm trying to like nurture and then yes. one of them's always fucking dying and I'm like, yes. wait, what if... I have like yes. maybe the ritual uh, intention setting sprays that I've been working on. Mm-hmm. I've been feeling like in a panic, like I don't want to let it die. I'm like, maybe it's like one of my creative projects that's not getting enough love where I'm just like, oh wait, like where are all the pieces and parts... I don't want to like have it die its last breath and then I like forgot about it and now it just doesn't matter anymore. I I love that you bring this up because I don't want to totally put you on the spot and if you don't know that's fine but you know from the basics of astrology what's the fifth house? It's the house of What's Virgo is the seventh? So sixth. Virgo's the sixth. So Cancer. No, 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 no. Uh, Leo. Leo, right. And Leo is the is ruled by what planet? Uh, Mars. No. Uh, the what's the symbol for Leo? Uh, lion. And what's the lion? Courage. The king of the jungle. And what's the what? The king of the jungle. The Jupiter? planet. The sun. Oh, the sun God, is yeah. the center of the solar system. <laughs> I knew that one. right. Yeah. Center of the solar system. King of the jungle. The fifth house is the house of children. The children are the center of attention. So the house of children represents actual children, but also creative projects because they are your creative energy, your creative child. Mm -hmm. So like you were saying, like the sprays or all the other creative projects that you have, that's your house of children energy is... Well, now that I'm thinking back, this other dream that you helped me analyze, uh, the one where there was all these murders happening that oh, I was yeah. watching, uh-huh. and I was trying to like help them not bleed out. In the hospital? Yeah. 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 And it, and then when you helped me analyze it, I was like, oh my God, these are all my creative projects fucking bleeding out on the hospital floor. Yes. Yes. Ah! And, and that was like a year, and a year, a year, probably Over like, a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, that was a while ago. Uh, I mean, I have been working. We've been having more creative meetings to try to make sure nothing's falling through the cracks. So maybe I was just like, you know, extra aware that like, I I don't want to drop any balls. Mm -hmm. I I don't want my projects to just die. I put all this effort into them. Well, you know, part of the great thing about like this Mars retrograde, I'm looking at it as like an extended Mercury retrograde where from now until at least January 12th, but more so, I think, until March 15th, this is the time to really focus on all these different projects and see them to completion. It might be harder to get them done during this period because the planet of action is moving backwards. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're running up an escalator that goes down. (laughs) You know, It's like hard to get to the top. So... That's sort of the frequency, but it's just about taking your time with things and gathering what information you need in order to complete the projects that you're working on. And now that I'm thinking about it, like it was a baby. So it's like actually I like maybe birthing something into the world. Mm -hmm. Like maybe there's some fear behind. Am Mm -hmm. I going to be able to like take care of the project once I once I. Um, once it's alive yeah once it's out there i'm like yeah. oh my god what about that what if i let yeah. it die after i already share it and then i'm gonna feel even more stupid yeah exactly <sighs> exactly yeah, i think there's some fear hiding in the That'd background be, wow i love the way you dissected that brilliant 
We need to have we need to have dream meetings. I love it. I love it. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you, Ingrid. Yes. Thank you so much. Thanks for uh, inviting us into your unconscious world and yes. what's going on in there. I'll have I'll have more for you. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited. Until next time. All right. Until next time, Scott. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. The Weekly Transit. 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 Transit.